Don't if you've not put it on yet. Don't do that. If you've not lost the wiki, don't put it on like a madman. It's started yet, is it? Eleven o'clock. No, it's half an hour in. It's, no, that's it started. So that's half eleven, I think. Half eleven. Yes. Oh, okay, fair. I thought it started eleven o'clock. Yeah, this is the start of our podcast. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Podcast. Yes, myself, Short Court, and Adam Nathan. How are we, sir? I'm good. I'm. What am I? I haven't worn glasses for five years. I've worn lenses every day, and so I've got these new glasses, which I'm very happy with. But it's very different wearing glasses to contact lenses. So I've been sort of walking around, feeling a bit dizzy and, like, walking into things. So uh, kind of how the last week has felt, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, like, noon on Sunday, then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Yeah, so the Seahawks beat the 49ers on Sunday, uh, shut the 49ers out in the second half, I don't I mean, if that's what happens when we go, maybe someone like Chuck Arnold or Jody Allen, instead of sorting out the front office, should just get our visa applications in. Well, a friend of friend <laughs> friend of the show, show yeah, we'll count it. Isaac Kimes immediately tweeted at full time that we should be invited to every home game. So, what more can you ask for than that? Uh, it's it, the, it, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, booted, it's okay. the uh, it's yeah, it's the least we can expect, really. Um, but. It w- wasn't all like that on Sunday because at one point in the second half, uh, you text me, we are the worst team in the National Football League. I think that was in the first half and we were losing 17-7 and didn't have the ball. Um, and at that point, I think I was just rooting for the fact that George Kittle was in my fantasy team. And if it was <laughs> going to go down, might as well go down swinging with, you know. And actually, it turned out perfectly. He had a monster game. The Seahawks won and I won my fantasy matchup. What more could you ask for? Because Ayuk didn't do a lot though, did he? Ayuk didn't do much, but he did enough. He chipped in enough. He chipped in enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first half was, it was all going sideways and not that way. Was it like, it's like the... Um, American Airlines air stewardess is kind of like showing us the exits. It was it should have gone one way, it was going the other way because it was all screens and short passes to DK and going forward. And then when they tried to get forward, Russell Wilson was fumbling the ball back 28 yards. Second and 43 is something that I will remember fondly for a long, long time because that's just magic. Yeah. I mean, Ethan Post, probably the best thing Ethan Post has done. That's almost worth a second round draft pick or whatever. That's very true. Yeah, and uh, we saw Adrian Peterson score a touchdown. Yeah. Adrian Peterson is now out of the game this week with a bad back, which is, I guess, what happens when you're 36 and have ran <laughs> all of the yards he's ran in the NFL. Uh, D. Eskridge scored his first touchdown. The longest fake punt touchdown. When you watch a play like that, you just wonder why that doesn't work every single time. And when you watch like Brian Balding and break it down, you think that even more because the 49ers just like dared us to do it. I back six to the line of scrimmage and then two on our uh, gunners. Yeah, mad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't really playing much. I was like buried deep into my hood at that point, I think. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, I was like, yeah. And I watched the game with the 49ers fan, so that was entertaining in the second half. Shout out, Theo. I'm sure like being there, but it was hard to read what I exactly changed. Yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo happened, which certainly helped. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, and they just found a bit of juice on offense. Um, you know, things like the little D. Eskridge wiggle 
when he scores that, whereas Penny Hart or Freddie Swain probably get blown up by the defender and then it's a field goal instead of a touchdown. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, beautiful throw and catch into the end zone. DK Metcalf catching a 33-yard pass. I mean, they just did a lot more right than they yeah. have done for, for weeks, to be honest. I know yeah, it's I mean, very simplistic, but yeah. if they found, the you know, the dink and dunk and then, you know, long ball game that they've been looking for for weeks. Yeah, and then when they did make a mistake, it was one either not on the quarterback with the Everett, whatever he was doing, trying to like recreate Jermaine Kirsten in 49. Whatever then, it um, he was doing. Yeah, hey, that's the pod title. Um, yeah, and then obviously the aforementioned uh, fumble, but Adrian Peterson did score a touchdown, but he didn't get a lot going, did he? It was mainly... I mean, we've waited again, we've waited four and a half, maybe four years for Rashad Penny and he looked like a first round. The difference between him, the other guys, it finally looked like like it should for a former first round pick. Yeah, and even off the ball, a couple of amazing back blocks. To back. The first one was good, the second one was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the guy was basically in Wilson's face and he managed to get round and stone the guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was batting during a long pass, another long pass to DK Metcalf, I think. Yeah, or Tyler. Down like, the left sideline. Yeah, maybe it was DK. But DK also had a couple which, if the field was half a yard longer or wider, he'd have yeah. uh, collared in as well. But yeah, it was it was good. But defensively, Adam, obviously, they got out to a fast start. Then, uh, as you said, Jimmy G happened. Um, Theo was pretty much for minutes of that game uh, calling for Trey Lance to come on. And it seemed at some point, like, why not, really? Yeah. It will sound stupid because interceptions are so important. But outside of the two picks, I thought Garoppolo led their offence fairly well. And he was getting Kittle involved. Mitchell was obviously doing enough on the ground that he needed to do. Ayuk was involved a little bit. It didn't seem like Garoppolo was awful. He just as he always has done, has the tendency to make awful throws, which must make him such a hard player to evaluate because for 50 minutes of that game or whatever, you're probably thinking, this is all right. And even, yeah, he drove them 95 yards down the field. And if it's not for a Carlos Dunlap hand, um, or, I mean, Sidney Jones is hugging a guy in the end zone on third down. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think that's a good non-call because he... I might have been Dugar pointed out that um, the 49ers play is like he's trying to uh, Kamora lock uh, Sidney Jones before but and the, the, the thing that Sidney Jones gets away with is not turning around usually when they don't do that that's like okay but I, yeah but yeah they've done that one I mean I don't know who he was throwing to but he is wide open yeah yeah, I know. I know he drove him down the field, which is very Seahawky and 49ers in that state. He he must be annoying to to be your quarterback. Oh, hundred percent. Because he just like the Bobby Wagner pick is, and then Bobby Wagner gets tackled by I think Puna Ford, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. Anyone? Anyone else? Anything else stand out from playing wise on the game on Sunday? Um, anything else stand out? The Seahawks made like quite a lot of like great individual plays like. Wagner probably didn't play that great, but then, you know, great awareness for for the interception. Mm. Um, the everything is mad, like three turnovers. <laughs> it is completely mad. Um, and the decision to go for it on fourth down, 
of all the times for Pete Carroll to go for it on fourth down and not just kick a field goal and go two scores up. Yeah. was crazy. Yeah, it is. But also he did make it. Yeah, they made that one. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's see what's on the goal line, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously a lot else happened last week. But Sunday was was just a class day. Obviously, we met Jackson, Jackson Bevins from Cigar Thoughts, spent some time with uh, Mr. 2021, saw all our guys and people we've seen over the last six, seven years in Seattle. It was, again, it was a proper trip, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah, it was class. And like, we've been, like me especially, probably, <laughs> you know, pretty down on the team this year. And it's not, it's been quite hard to find much juice yeah. and like really get behind them. But it's amazing what a reinvigorating job being there does. And mm. I'll probably be like cheering against the Texans on Sunday. Yeah. I, I was, I was, yeah. I, I, I was thinking that very thing. It just, yeah. It, Cause I think you said a couple of times early on on Sunday morning, should we just stay here? Yeah. And then you were the first one to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, we got, we got dragged. Well, had a, went to, if anyone knows uh, kind of how the layout is for a game, we had a, had a tailgate right by Jimmy's on first. And then we went into Jimmy's for a couple of fireballs and then came back out. And I mean, it was, it was pretty popping at that point between like 11 and 12. Mm. Uh, and then the guys that I was going to the game with turned up and um, they said, right, let's go in about an hour before kickoff. And I think you stayed, stayed for another half hour, yeah. probably for my well being, for the best that we didn't. Because yeah, it was one of those days, but um, yeah. yeah, it was so, you forget how much fun that is. And, and we've said this before, like, you know, we don't go over there for a game. We go no. over there for the social and the community aspect of it. And there, there were a few things that expressed that better than, than what Sunday was like, to be honest. Yeah. And um, yeah. And Saturday and Thursday. Yeah, all of it. All of it. Yeah. It was class. Um, yeah. I think that it's there's nothing else really for the game, is there? We don't want to talk. No, not for the, not for the but game. But if anyone who listened hasn't been... I know COVID is going to make it difficult. It seems very foreseeable. But if if you ever get a chance next season, just, yeah, just just do it. Just go. And uh, if you do, we've got people who I'm sure will uh, look after you on uh, yeah, I mean, Sunday, you, Sunday you morning. Really do get, you really do get looked after beyond... Like, we know how well Comprehen- we yeah, like Comprehension, really. Yeah, like, we knew how well we get looked after by people and it still blows your mind every time. Yeah. Um, how generous everyone is with their time. I mean, yeah, as you say, Jackson Bevins drives down an hour and a half, <laughs> watches the game in a bar, comes out with us afterwards. Um, yeah, Dugar leaves, leaves his post at work to come down for, you know, for a tailgate. I'm not sure if that should be on the record or not, but hey, no one's listening anyway. Um, Kevin, I mean, he just came down for the crap. That's the first thing he said was yeah. the crap here. Um, Kevin and Theo, who we've not seen since the London game, like it's just, yeah. it's such a great community feel, and um, yeah, you couldn't be more right. If there's a way that you can get yourself down there at any point, uh, it's so worth it. Yeah, and then Saturday night you spent your evening again cooking mac and cheese, steak, and <laughs> uh, cod for uh, the best to do it. Yeah, which is um, a sentence. So there's other sentences, but yeah, there's videos on someone's phone in Seattle of. Uh, yeah, me and him uh, doing a weird jig on a chair, I think, apparently. I mean, look, Walter Jones asked us for a photo. <laughs> <laughs> what more can you say about a trip to Seattle than that? 
And I've completely forgotten this. You may have forgotten this as well. And I can only apologize to the listeners because this is so terribly self-indulgent. Yeah, it is. At Tony's after the game, do you remember there was a guy that said, are you oh, adding yeah, yeah, yeah. the pedestrian podcast? <laughs> well, he said, Adam, like, he, he, yeah. He, I think he recognized, yeah, yeah. I, forgot, I had completely forgot about that. Was, one of them was local and one, one of them was English. Yeah, one of, they were both local. One of them was English. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll take our flowers for that because that was ledge. Yeah, that was yeah, out, of, uh, out, of, out of nowhere. Um, this is see, the four and eight, was it the f- playoff chances went from 4% to 5%? It's still, it's not happening. But like you said, I think the next four or five weeks, I'm going to try <laughs> and enjoy it a little bit more than probably was. Yeah, I'm excited. 10 days ago. Yeah. I mean, the Texans, Davis Mills await on Sunday. I mean, it it could be anything because it's the Seahawks, but this feels like it's not like the Jets last year, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I think I saw Joe Fan say that we're only favoured by two and a half points, which uh, can't yeah. be right. Yeah, that's but been... usually homes are like three, so that's basically almost six. But yeah, it, it, that must be record. That can't... But I mean, yeah. I, we would never advertise gambling or, or do it, but I mean, that feels like buying money, to be honest. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, this... Yeah, I mean, the, the spread on Sunday was borderline, like, printing it as well. Um, yeah, uh, defensively... Texans, Jacob Martin, obviously been over there in the clowny trade a couple of years ago. Seems to be finding a bit of a role for him while he's a free agent this season. But that team, the franchise, is probably more in the gutter than any other, isn't it? I mean, the Lions finally won this week, but that was kind of, they were getting close a couple of times. The Texans have won more games, but everything going on in that franchise is... You kind of wonder how you can possibly be that bad when everyone has the same amount of money to spend. It doesn't really seem possible that you can be just that talent deficient. No, I mean they they let Randall Cobb go. Is Brandon Cook still there? But he's usually injured this deep into a season. Then they've obviously got the elephant in the room with Deshaun Watson, who I'm guessing they're on the sidelines, and I'm not too sure how their um, how their games have looked because yeah, I mean I think they scored less than six points more than any team. This season, like six Crazy. times, I think they've scored. Obviously, got blanked out last week as well. But yeah, this this feels like the Jets. But that's probably dangerously um, <laughs> famous last words. But um, Seahawks. Then we've got the Bears, Adam. Which all of a sudden, it's going to be annoying watching certain people's press conferences over the next ten days, isn't it? Yeah, you just kind of get the feeling that like. Yeah, just when I thought I was out, <laughs> pulled me back in, like because they have got that little run of fixtures where you could, you could kind of close one eye and squint with the other, and all of a sudden maybe <laughs> see a close to five hundred record going into that Arizona game at the end of the season, which is mad, really. Well, it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, a lot. We need a lot of snookers um, mm. at this point, but yeah. Uh, anything else, Seahawky? Well, Jamal Adams is out for the season. We should probably touch on that, given that he is Mr. Hot Topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it is a blow. It's like, he is good. It's just people obviously see it in the second season. It's not, it's the same shoulder, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So that's annoying and like slightly worrying for longevity's sake. But yeah, it's 
there's things that they, they're probably not going to matter what they'll do that they asked Jamal to do. They now need more from, you'd expect, from the Dunlaps and Daryl Taylors and Pooners. And, I mean, Kerry Hyder has half a sack. And he had, was it eight and a half in San Francisco last year, mm-hmm. I think. But, yeah, they've got to see more from them because I can't imagine. Maybe they send Ugo Amadi more, but it's, yeah. I mean, they haven't signed anyone yet, which suggests they're going to go into the weekend with the same lot, doesn't it? I think mm-hmm. you'd imagine. Like, safeties yeah. are going to be Quandre, Ryan Neal, and Ugo Amadi, kind of. Yeah. That is thin all of a sudden. And not just thin, it's like still somewhat full of unknowns, isn't it? Because Ryan Neal has played well, but now he's got to play 56, 60 snaps instead of. 23, 26. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest Jamal Adams fan in the world, but in a way, and I'm not happy that he's injured because you'd always rather have more players than fewer, but if the season is going in the tank, then it might not be the worst time to have a player that's so divisive injured because I kind of feel like we'll almost know, see and learn more about him and how important he is to the team when he's not there than when he is, if that makes mm. sense. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to seeing how that manifests itself. And, you know, obviously, in a way, I hope that it, we look like we miss him because then at least you can see, well, we've got four years of this bloke. Um, at least it's of some value to us. Yeah, but also, like, Peter just to know he needs it. That's why he's having it. But it kind of is a sign that the season is in the gutter, isn't it? Because he had, I know it is, what, three weeks later in the season he got the injury last year but he played through obviously to his own detriment really because yeah. he did not look he couldn't he couldn't jump with two arms in the air um it it is kind of a the first like smoke signal that him or somewhere in that building they kind of yeah this season it's not worth let's just go go again with you in 2022 well look and he from a business standpoint certainly doesn't want to do himself any more damage given the fact that his contract properly kicks in next year. And I would imagine there are certain injury mm. uh, incentives and, and playing time incentives on there that he doesn't want to mess up, I would presume, which is the sad state of modern sport. But that's just the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably how they do most contracts, I'd imagine as well. Same with whatever the agreement they came to the quadre, probably suggests the same, but he is becoming more and more expensive by the game and probably he's going to be without Jamal in front of him next to him, isn't he, over the next mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Uh, there's nothing else, is there? Not really. No. But yeah, I don't really pay much attention to the Houston stuff apart from David Smells because I'm in a dynasty fantasy football league and he is my quarterback because mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is on by. Um what was your what was your time in Seattle like, Stuart? Tell the people o- outside of the was, outside of the weekend of the game and whatnot. It was good. I mean, I was in West Seattle, which I've never really been to before. Um, the bridge closing is a nightmare, a nuisance. <laughs> um, but uh, Mr. Dugar gave me a lift back on the Thursday, and I think he missed a turn because we ended up walk, driving past. Um, uh, v- VMAC, which is <laughs> quite deep. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, it's almost like you forgot I was in the back of the car, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. It's really good. And yeah, just got to see people 
we won't we always spend time with and for me spend time with the guys uh, Paul and Brittany in um, West Seattle people I haven't really spent much time with so it's cool and yeah that like Paul's music room is incredible it's like mm-hmm. Rick Rubin it's like living in West Seattle kind of thing it's yeah it's really cool it's yeah like, it's, like I think you said everything just uh, reconnected to the people and maybe the team a bit as well yeah, and it was especially lovely to see people that we haven't seen since the London game, like Jessamine as well, who's very yeah. much a friend of the show. Um, <laughs> friend of our bank. <laughs> yeah, that is that is too true. Yeah, it was uh, good, to, good to meet Paul Gallant and Corbin uh, Smith. Hmm. I mean, we basically had like 25% of the beat in like, come out to Bellevue, which I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, they were asking us why we weren't in the press box. I mean, it was, yeah, it's just too difficult <laughs> regularly, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'd never make it from the entrance to the to the seat in time with all the autographs and uh, photos I have to take. But yeah, uh, spin in the bin, Adam. Let's do it. I'm not sure I have anyone. I've um, got two that I can what, think of. It's not really, it's not really bin worthy, but watching Stephen A. Smith at nine o'clock in the morning is a lot. <laughs> Like, he's just there. Just like, it was It was Tuesday or maybe Monday. No, when did we get there? No, Wednesday. I'm screaming about Bill's Mafia. And that game was five days later. <laughs> and like, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, Emmanuel Acho is, is more annoying when you watch the full programme he's on. It's kind of weird how watching him. A lot like, of programmes on, aren't there? Yeah. For like the same program with different people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Joy Taylor was on three consecutive programs on Monday on Fox. Yeah, I, I was watching a bit of TV with my uncle, and he was just flicking, like to, like channel hop to avoid the adverts. Yeah. And what with like Bucky Brooks and Joy Taylor <laughs> and Stephen A and Emmanuel Acho and Shannon Sharp and Skipper, just like five of the same show. Yeah. Almost talking about the same thing at the same time. It was it was bizarre. Yeah, and then the NBA pregame is like the same, just with Kendrick. I, I did find it weird how um, the Seattle Kraken games, oh, that's another thing. Climate Pledge Arena is unbelievable, even, even if three beers cost me $60. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm not too sure why, because it's just like an arena, but it just, you just walk out of like, oh, fuck. And like the guys I was with were saying it's kind of like the same setup as old Kirin was just obviously in 2021, which is it's quite cool, really. It's quite they could have got obviously changed everything. It doesn't sound as like they changed much. Obviously, it's the same roof, it's just a bit deeper in the ground, and like the walkways outside are all kind of the same. So that's that's quite that's quite cool. Um yeah, the, the cracking coverage is done by the same people who do Mariners baseball, which I found mm. a bit strange. But um, yeah, anyone for the bin? Well, yeah, I was going to say that the price of beer inside various stadia in Seattle is <laughs> very much worthy to be in. And I think, yeah, you can look down two cans of beer in $27 if you're not careful, just without yeah. even thinking. But uh, regrettably, Stuart Court, you have to go in the bin. What for? Because on the Thursday when we got to Seattle, Spurs are playing Brentford at 11. Oh, no, yeah. Right, okay. hold on. Okay. Not only... <laughs> Were you late for the ferry and I was picking you up, which made me late for the game. Mm-hmm. So I parked up, sprinted into the pub, was told I wasn't allowed to park where I did park. So left my parking space, missed the goal that Spurs scored, then went back in, Spurs make it 2-0. And from then, 
you have the temerity <laughs> to support Brentford. I wasn't support. I was sat just, on the same table as me. I wasn't sat on the same table as you, actually. Second half, you were. Uh, when I, I was doing my best Conte impression of telling the boys to squeeze oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that rough. You're there, you're there asking Brentford uh, no, to but, break but, the lines and break the press. It's outrageous behaviour. Yeah, I'll just, I don't know. I'll, it was, I just want. I just want to see. Let's go, I guess I just want to see the world burn, not your world burn. I guess. Um, yeah, it was like Cov beat Brentford last year. That was my main point. Like it would have been funny if Spurs didn't. What seven months after Cov did? That's fair. And we did go to Pico's Pit straight after, which is our probably favourite haunt over there, and uh, had yeah. some terrific barbecue as always, which is a must. A must-attend place if you're ever out there. Yeah, it's opposite uh, Starbucks HQ. Correct. Uh, just down from Soda. Quite a way, <coughs> quite a way down from Soda. Quite a way down well, from Soda. Pull back the curtain there. I really thought Spacebar muted, but Spacebar <laughs> so just turned off your camera. camera yeah. so, <laughs> just cool. caused a little bit of chaos there. Just what I needed, more Edison. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyone else for the bin? Because I can't really think of anyone. I don't think anyone else for the bin. Uh, anyone else? I mean, there's a, like the sad thing today with uh, Demarius Thomas, who was legitimately one of the best receivers in the league four years ago, mm-hmm. and it was uh, found dead in his home. It sounds like a medical, but yeah, it's just. I mean, Peyton Manning and uh, Von Miller's Instagram is just heart heartbreaking, isn't it? Like thirty three, yeah. the same age as what well, me. He's yeah. Yeah, I mean, from a Seahawk angle, not that it has anything to do with sport. I mean, he holds the strange record of most receptions in a Super Bowl in Super Bowl 48. I think he had like 14 receptions or something, didn't he? Yeah, and it's the one he didn't have, which is going to be on Cam Chancellor's um, Hall of Fame video package. Yeah, Um, Um, I mean, so awful. And it does, if ever there was a measure of what these guys put them through for our entertainment, it's it's what seemingly has happened, happened with him. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, three years ago, I mean, they won the Super Bowl. Was it fifty? They won or fifty-one? Uh, fifty. Yeah, I mean, it's fifty-five, this year, fifty-six, fifty-five this year. Yeah, it's just, it's awful. Um, I think that is everything. I, I don't think I've got anyone for the. Um, don't worry, you've said it all, Stu. Uh, if you want to get involved with the podcast, you can all use your means and methods. Enjoy the game from wherever you watch Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, patreon.com forward slash the pedestrian podcast. Uh, see what's going to be five and eight next time we talk. And we're going to be Andy Dalton. He's just 10 days away. And um, it's, yeah, enjoy. This has been the pedestrian podcast. Go Hawks. <laughs>